<laughs> Look at you. She's a modern woman. <laughs> TikTok is still my favorite channel, but <laughs> I, I have I have a TV. It just doesn't get turned on. What do you? How do you feel about your TikTok consumption? Do you feel a type of way or not at all? Yeah, I feel like it's totally fucked up my brain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. She's like, yeah, I'm ruined forever. This is Camille, and this is Alicia, and I'm Caro, and this is Two and a Half Latinas, the pop. Welcome back. Episode two, baby. You guys, Alicia just made us re-record that (laughs) intro. It's that um, perfectionist behavior that I continue to work on every day. So you know what? I try more and more to emulate that energy because I'm so like, whatever. You have perfectionist tendencies too. We all do. I definitely do. I definitely do. I think Alicia is perfectionist in the way that she presents. Mm. And I can be very imposter syndrome and like self-sabotage. So I'm like, oh, well, no one's going to listen anyway. Wait, so if I present it, what's the the interior? What's the pathology? Yeah. I don't know. You tell us. I know. Mm-hmm. Should we interview your we'll therapist? We'll save it for another episode. <laughs> yeah. I'll come. Sounds we'll, a little deep. Do you think she would charge us her regular hourly rate? <laughs> Most <Yes>. likely. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, thank you for joining us again. Our first episode we were so happy with. We got such great feedback from all of our friends. A few things that we're going to take forward. Um, and really implement in all of our episodes. And we loved all of your questions that you submitted through Instagram. Actually, we loved them so much that we decided to make two or three of them actual full episodes. So we won't be continuing with the AMA, which is Ask Me Anything um, this episode, but we will catch up and make those their own episodes for you yeah they were great yeah Yeah. so thank you to everyone that reached out and gave us feedback too it's super helpful and we love to hear it and that like people actually want to listen to us i'm like what so flattered and that it like resonated and yeah that's just i want to say i want to say i'm surprised but you know The we're banter. a good time it hits <laughs> it hits I know I kind of like thought about taking a shot before one of our episodes just to see how it would go but I'm like just how loose dangerous can you get? I feel like I would get a little too loose for our audience maybe once um Carolyn's new baby's here we can try it yeah See, you can give baby a, a shot. Just one, one little baby shot, you know? <laughs> a little like, allergy medicine thing. Benadryl. Yeah, a syringe. <laughs> Melatonin. Um, I wanted to start the day with celeb gossip because Kid Cudi has officially broken off with Kanye. It is breakup season, you guys. Mm-hmm. That Aquarius full moon last week, really, or two weeks ago, really fucked us up, I think. Um, the day and night artist continued because he was going off about how much he doesn't want to be friends with Kanye. He's not about it. Um, So Kid Cudi was quoted saying, I'm not one of your kids. I'm not Kim. It doesn't matter if I'm friends with Pete or not friends with Pete. None of this shit had anything to do with me if you can't be a grown man and deal with the fact that you lost your woman. That's not my fucking problem. Yikes. Damn. Kid Cudi went on Kanye. Harsh. Harsh. I mean, it's like true. I can see both sides, though. I think, well, yeah. I mean, like, Kanye kind of made Kid Kanye's yes. career. Yeah. My cousin last week who was in town from Austin is a big fan of Kanye and actually Kid Cudi 
separately. And he was the first to say like Kanye kind of created Kid Cudi and Kid Cudi's fan base is Kanye's fan base. Yeah. So, yeah. But Pete is his BFF, my babe. Hmm. what's the connection there they're, they're best friends oh my god From what you know have other? you not heard oh my god of course i'm obsessed with pete so i like no i know all his, all his life <laughs> so there's this interview he did with jimmy fallon where he's talking about the first time he met kanye and kim mm-hmm. and it was at kit cuddy's birthday dinner it's, oh wait yes i knew that yes yeah. and so pete is actually very close to kid cuddy so i think kid cuddy feels that you know his but, loyalty is to or just that Kanye um you know backslammed Kid Cudi on Twitter because of the P and Kim relationship. Yeah. But I mean at the end of the day like that's show business, baby. <laughs> it's cutthroat. That's show biz. <laughs> well, it's like such an incestuous community. Like how are you going Truly. to It's like Albuquerque. Like you really like having beef with someone really interrupts your life so much. Like it's just not even worth it. Like just pretend like you like people. Like who cares? Lesson of the day. Amicable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Put on that mask. Or not even mask. I feel like it's just business. Evolving like you, you, you can. Dude. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like I never, I will never understand like people that can't just say hello or like, be friends with ex-friends or ex-boyfriends or be friendly yeah dude well then so then it started with kanye obviously it was kanye's fault yeah well he was like so manic <laughs> yeah and that's another conversation that's a for whole another day. conversation but remember he went <laughs> like on, layers he, he went like on p and he went on kim and he yeah. went just like on everybody on a tirade on twitter it. yeah yeah but he also had like albums coming out so was it PR? Yeah. I don't know. And then Kim slammed back and she's like, stop selling this narrative. <laughs> yeah. They threw around that word a lot. Yeah. As someone that has been through divorce, I very much enjoy <laughs> watching it <laughs> from the third point. Hell yeah. yeah. Absolutely. With your <laughs> Absolutely. Because I really exercised privacy throughout that time in my life. And I mean, I was off social media for like three months. Yeah. I would have never known. Yeah, I think a lot of people didn't. Then I came back and I was like, "Hey, guess I'm what? Back. What's up, baby? <laughs> She's single." Yeah, so I kind of side with Kid. I kind of side with him this on this one. What do you guys think? I didn't know about any of this, so I was a a uh, a student just now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have like a ball in anyone's. I'm just yeah, like I don't have a strong opinion about this at all. I do appreciate both artists for their musical contributions but, yeah. you know both geniuses yeah what's your one high and your one low of the week okay um hi so we have been going through several like big time home renovation projects we moved into this house a year ago uh, a little over a year ago actually and um decided to take some stuff on as far as you know, renovations go. Um, And we outsourced it. So dealing with contractors, (laughs) which has been a favorite pastime. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's been a lot. Um, But yeah, we wrapped up a big one this week and um, it's great. It feels so good to have, you know, a full kitchen with all the appliances and um, access to, you know, and may I say your kitchen looks 
stunning. Thank you. So beautiful. Thank Gorgeous. You, thank you. Yeah. The contractors did a great job. Um, they are actually the, the standout ones from the get-go. They were very communicative and um, set out expectations. And so that was really nice. And they helped you with the design, right? Oh, yeah. I can't take any credit for that. Do you oh, want to share yeah. the name yes. for the locals? Yeah. Spon- sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> so they're the design bros. Um, and I know they're really busy, but um, definitely reach out if you're looking into a big renovation project and do not want to take on that very daunting task yourself. So, um, yeah, that's my high I would say. And then, yeah, the low is just kind of still in my fields about the kids <laughs> being back at school guys. I don't know. It's a, it's a different time. Uh, not different, just what would you say, Carol? How would you, cause we talked about it we earlier. We did talk about it. It's, it is kind of a different time in a way. Yeah. In terms of safety. Security. And that's what we, yeah, that's what we were talking about earlier. Just the, the fear based on that. So it's, it's something that's big to contend with. Yeah. I think right now. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. I think Still that's processing. fair. I think that's totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, my kid was in a lockdown. I was in a lockdown with him. I went to go pick and him up. And how old is he? He's lit. He was pre-K, so he was four when it happened. I was terrified. I was texting his dad like, hey, will you check the scanner? What's going on? Like, they won't tell us what's going on. And then I, I like text the guy I was seeing and I was like, I'm so scared. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it was like so terrifying for me. Um, and it only lasted like 30 minutes, maybe an hour, but it still was like fuck what am I gonna do like felt like an eternity though mm -hmm. in that circumstance well can you imagine too like I'm a co-parent so it's like I'm texting my ex-husband and I'm like hey this crazy thing's going on I don't know what's happening and like you can't relay that information but you still have to be a team and Mm -hmm. like if something happened to have to relay that to the other like no no heartbreaking (laughs) heart I don't want to go there yeah like (laughs) we won't go there really can't like it it's it's you know, gut-wrenching. Yeah. It gets really hard. Yeah. I know. But we went to go meet. But (laughs) the great thing is is we went to go meet um, his teacher today for kindergarten, and she was such a sweetheart, very stylish, which you know, cutie. I appreciate. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You would. uh, And then uh, I actually have a few friends in that their kids are going to that classroom. Um, Actually, Kristen from Waves. She owns Waves Salon. Oh, yeah. Her kid is in Sir's classroom. And so I'm really excited about that. And you know what? A big high for me um, and low really is my co-parenting relationship with my ex-husband. And today we were really able to have a candid conversation about um, moving forward as as uh, as a team and um, and getting his girlfriend involved. And um, because they're probably going to take the next step in a in a couple months and move in. So um, that was like so nice for me I think the biggest goal uh, since we separated was really to cherish that relationship nourish it um, and be the best we could be for my son Um, so the fact that we were able to put all of differences our past behind us and move forward yeah um, and take responsibility for that is like such a blessing anyone that has divorced parents like Oh my God, if my parents would have done that. Yeah. Game changer. What? Game changer. The trajectory of your life would have looked like. 
yes <laughs> but look at you now though true true oh, yes. facts yeah it's like it was a big goal for me yes. yeah 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 and we also talked about what kind of what a selfless act that is and, and sacrificial type of act that is dude to kind of die onto yourself <laughs> <laughs> to die no. yeah. to die with your pride yes. yeah like fuck <laughs> <laughs> but really good for you yeah I mean that's why it's like a high antelope it's a yeah. lot to process it's a lot you know sharing my son with another woman another I'm mom not, I'm but I'm so grateful uh she's super respectful and um you know really uh she's a mom too so she really respects that relationship with my son and i really respect her relationship with my son as difficult as that is but i'm so grateful like that we're able to to be cohesive and continuous you know mm-hmm. in the relationship like fluid dude absolutely yeah. 100% what was yours carol for okay. the week high and low so i'll start with a low I mean gosh you guys are gonna think that I just talk about pregnancy all the time she's a 10 but she talks about pregnancy too much (laughs) I mean a low is just and maybe some people can relate right now too just like overall just anxiety Mm -hmm. about pregnancy and how it's going and for me it's preterm labor so but really like it's me against me right now oh yeah that's my low um we can all relate to that (laughs) yeah yes 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 (laughs) my high I love getting good new music recommendations Ooh. and uh, my friend Casey from college. Shout sent, out Casey. Uh, hey, hey Casey. I love bragging that I know her. I hope you're listening. She is a neonatologist. So she is like what? equal parts, very bright and very fun. Like just yes, a sharp, intelligent person, but super fun and funny. Anyway, love you Casey. But she sent me uh, Taylor Swift nineties trend remixes and they are such a vibe. Oh. I listened to them last night on the way to the office this morning. Um, they can be found on Spotify. T-Swift. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I did. So here we are. <laughs> but anyway, that's my high. I just think it's fun. I don't know. I'm like highly motivated by music. Yes. And so we all are. Which yeah. is nice. We're very mm-hmm. musically driven. Like mm-hmm. in the office, if it's quiet, it's, no. we feel like what sociopath didn't put music on when they came the who's your fa- who's your favorite on ox oh right now it's taylor, taylor so we have sure. another taylor, taylor yeah. kills it we love her playlist yeah, yeah. shout out to taylor too shout out taylor. hi taylor her playlist i was gonna taste ask, stiff is yeah <laughs> she literally that's so funny <laughs> I know. i've never thought about she's, that so funny she is really funny um is casey the one that you guys send door dashes to each other or is that another that's friend? a different friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I so should. Cute. Casey also deserves treats, but <laughs> <laughs> Casey's the one that rages, though. Like, she she'll does. party. I love it. <laughs> I love. I was talking about that with another friend this morning. Like to have that friend who's just down. She's you know, still down for all the adventures. Yeah, that's versa for me for sure. So nice. Yes, <laughs> I love her. Like I love. Yeah. What's Casey's? Uh, sign she's an october baby uh, libra yeah Ooh. so then she's like a lot of fun uh, wait libra or scorpio libra or i mean they're both fun yeah yes they are they're both fun yeah mm-hmm. like my babe pete <laughs> <laughs> all roads lead to pete okay <laughs> anyway oh my god there was this mash filter on tiktok it's like it's so Here funny and it's like I'll be. I'll be yeah well no it's like uh your house 
your car. Your, it's like mash. You oh, know, remember mash? mash? Yeah. Oh my, I, my gosh. head went into like a mash up. Same. But you're li- it's mash. mash up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's like a mash. So it's like your home, your car, your whatever, where you live, like, and then kids? your man. What? And okay. then your man. Oh, how many kids? Yeah. Partner. And then your man we'll or partner. partner. Yes. But for this one, it's just men. So oh, they're okay, on okay. the mash. Yeah. Uh, and of course I did mine and I was like, okay, let's see who I get. And I, <laughs> did yeah. I was like, TikTok match. I uh, told you. <laughs> Next By level. the way, Camille keeps us young and connected to Gen Z with yes. her TikTok. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not even on it. We're it on it. my brain. So the company's on it. And so I'll go on there anytime they like her Camille or our social media manager sends us stuff and that's the only time I'm on it but for the most part Camille breaks it down and lets us know what the, lets us know what the kids are doing and I do uh sell trend reports weekly send trend reports oh, so if right. anyone's listening and is interested in that for their business or for their platform you know hit me up they're great you girl I'll at your girl I'll at your girl you know what's cool about those trend reports I'm just gonna plug myself really quick plug it <laughs> Why not? <laughs> is yeah, is the trend. Um, so I'll include the trend or what the sound that's trending, and then I'll include an analysis of what I think you should do Ooh. according to your platform, like video ideas. So I'll include two or three per trend, and then include like three or four trends. That's some good value for, folks. for the week. It actually is because it gets so exhausting to come up with ideas. I bet. Yeah, that seems like a cumbersome. Yeah, it was the first, one of the first, Just actually literally the second thing I outsourced for the company was Hell social yeah. media. And Jacqueline Not for me. <laughs> Shout out Jacqueline. Shout Just out me Jacqueline. with that social. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I use, I hate it sometimes, but I'm trying to, double edged sword. I'm yeah. trying to embrace that that's like my personality that, that, you know, and it's so natural to you. Like it, it's literally your second language. So, but you know, what's so fucked up is like anytime I date a guy or like, you know, whatever, it's like never something that they love about me. Mm-hmm. So then I think sometimes... Or take serious, maybe? Or take serious. Like, I think sometimes men think I have like a fake job. Mm. So it makes me feel really small. So I'm learning to not value that type of commentary. And instead, you know, love myself in that way no, and embrace that value. part. Yeah. I think not only yeah. value, but even give those guys the opportunity to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they don't deserve... Well, Girl. and like this who is brain, someone else to assign your your own self-worth? Yeah. To. Goodbye. Yeah. That's so hard. I think yeah. as women that's like a really hard journey because we are so taught from like a very young age that your value comes from validation from your partner. Of some extent, yeah. 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 Or accomplishments maybe in a certain lane. Yes. Or what that needs to look like. Actually, that could be a whole topic too cuz one of the AMAs we got was navigating career and kids and I feel like this would be a really good segue into that but segue, we'll save yes. that for another time yes actually today CEO babies we will <laughs> maybe we'll move on to our our actual yeah. topic of, Sorry. of today that's yes. okay you know, we, it's a topic I'm very you know uh passionate about but I'm also sure. passionate about today's topic yeah so you want to intro it yeah well I'll sure. do it okay, yeah I'll do you it. do it you so do it. the we thought, you know, while everyone's kind of still getting to know us a bit and we're still connecting with you all and finding our footing, we would kind of dive into why we named the podcast what we did. One, of course, we needed something snappy. <laughs> but also, 
I think we've touched a little bit on just what we have in common with one another and kind of what brought us together, what, how we're bonded in um, a certain way in our friendship and also, our, you know, our professional relationships. And one of those things is like a cultural tie that we have to one another. Right. So um, we thought we would discuss and just kind of share. All of us have a different experience and background when it comes to that. So um, I don't know how we want to start. We can go with degrees of relevance. So I'll go last. <laughs> degrees of relevance. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm being self-deprecating because I'm a little nervous to talk about this, actually. This is not why really... Are you, why are you nervous? Well, actually, this is not really something I've talked about much with anyone. Paul, and then really you, Camille. I've yeah. never had like a super open conversation about like this as part of my identity. Um, whether that be for lack of opportunity or like lack of comfort, maybe opportunity. Yeah. I mean yeah. too, like, yes, it, I, it's not something you just walk up to somebody <laughs> yeah. on the street. And Do you feel that people judge your, your opinion based on the fact that you're more fair skinned or that you don't look like you don't look Latin? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I can talk about that. For yeah. sure. But yeah. again, I'm, I'm happy going last. <laughs> I was like ready to dive in on that. Do it. Yeah. On what? Um, the topic well, in general. Or her, just like, Car- yeah, Caro's like, I think I really identify with Caro's um, experience because while I look very Mexican, I was raised very American. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my dad was in the army. He was raised in a military family. And then my mom is from Mexico. But I wasn't taught Spanish. I wasn't raised. I mean, we were, of course, raised Mexican. And, like, we were, you know, ghetto when I was growing up. But um, it it wasn't something that was encouraged. I was really encouraged to mask and to um, assimilate, you know. Be, um, did, did it come from a place of shame, do you think? For sure. From your mom? I think or just I think mostly a family dynamic. I think it was a family dynamic that was encouraged by my dad. Um, oh, who yeah. is not Mexican. Who is not Mexican. So mm. they didn't want us to have accents. But I mean, they're mm. also boomers. So mm. their experience, at, and my dad's very dark and my mom's very fair. So I think their experience as um, people of color at that time was unfavorable. Mm-hmm. So they were very partial to raising me and my sisters, you know, quote unquote white. Mm. Yes. Um, and that's really, I mean, I think for me, I should just speak for myself. I more identify with my white friends now that I've grown up and like embraced it, embraced it and have had a lot of therapy and it's a big theme in my, in therapy for me. Um, I've learned how to create more uh, people of color friends and, and that we do have things in common. Like I know Alicia and I have talked about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the most part, like, you know, I went to Albuquerque High, which is a super ghetto high school. And like everyone called me white girl and <laughs> like, like <laughs> everyone made fun of me. That's wild. Yeah. And then I remember transferring to Sandia thinking it would be different, but then I didn't fit in there, there either, either. Mm. yeah so it was like it was rough it was kind of rough but what where can you pinpoint or do you think you can like the miss mark of not fitting in like your appearance versus 
the way you present yourself or like the assimilation that was encouraged by your parents? Is that too oh many of a God, question? I'm like, oh, like yeah, a therapy that's heavy. session. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really heavy. Um, well, I just think you have a unique perspective in that you, your nuclear family encouraged you to assimilate. Yeah. Um, I definitely remember in elementary school, um, most of my friends were white, you know, like in all of my birthday photos, all of my friends were white at my birthday parties. Um, and I definitely like specifically remember them dressing so differently than I did. Um, so they all wore like Nike and more like sporty clothes. Yeah. Name brand. And Mm -hmm. I was like really into spice girls and like trendy like pink purple like I mean basically like who I am now yes (laughs) like basically my identity now I was like very bubbly and you know there wasn't uh gosh I just really struggle I still struggle with that that I'm a big personality and that Mm -hmm. I have very specific and niche um interests and and likes and and fashion and things like that and I think that was something I really struggled with in elementary school because I wanted to dress more loudly like in pinks lavenders butterflies clips that sort of thing um but then I identified more with the white kids that um dressed really sporty and played sports with the boys and Mm, okay but I I don't know if that's maybe that I identified that way or if if I felt that those were the cool kids and like the standard I to, right. the standard. like if it kind of went beyond any kind of like racial or yeah. Yeah. ethnicity yeah. component. Yes. Um, I yeah, think, that's hard because as a peer, you know, as a child, right. you're constantly judging yourself off of your Everything. peers and that's exactly how you figure out who you are in the world. Yeah. Starting at a super young age. No. So I guess like my question was how maybe I didn't pose it right, but like, how much do you feel like a cultural influence played a role in you feeling like, do I fit in? Do I not fit in type of thing? Oh my God. So it's, 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 it's hard. It's I like think, up until like really right now. yesterday, <laughs> <laughs> like literally I'm not even joking when I say this has been a major theme in there since I re-entered therapy after yeah. my divorce, because I historically always date white men. And so I think that I have myths in my head about having white friends, having a white significant other, and that really being the key to success or Mm -hmm. supremacy or uh, superiority or making it, you know, I like, there's something that is so interesting though, like a myth to have observed about yourself and to like work through. Yeah. Acknowledge. Yeah. And and, like to see it and acknowledge it. Yeah. I don't think like, like I think there's an inner myth of, and Mm -hmm. I've worked through it and you know, my life to continue to work through it. Um, but I think there's an inner myth in, in my head that I can't make it unless yeah. I have that key or unless I have that friend group or mm-hmm. that significant other helping me make it. And of course, like the past two years have really challenged that, that myth. Like Alicia is one of my best friends, uh, versus one of my best friends and both women of color, both have immigrant parents and like goals to yeah. me, you know what I mean? Like amazing entrepreneurial women. Yeah. Yes. But I think when we were growing up and correct me if I'm wrong, I, I know you had your mom and I guess my mom's a business owner too, but I didn't have, um, a model for like being self-made and a, and a, per, a woman of color. Mm. No, I grew up with like business you minded you did, women yeah. of color. Yeah. Like the whole lineage up until 
Oh, sorry. That's okay. Until <laughs> um, I think even like my great grandmother owned like a little perfume shop. So <laughs> I know. Um, so yeah, it makes me like it's just so unfortunate that that was portrayed for you like the because it do, it does obviously stem from an early age and like that dynamic of um you know assimilation because in my in my home so for me I am born Mexican so like I was born um in uh Coahuila in a city called Torreon it's on the border of Texas um and then Mexico right so um for me, it was always like embraced and, you know, like the music and the, and the, and what we saw on TV and, and the fashion and we would visit family in Mexico. And so I never felt that, even though there was obviously moments where my parents wanted more, you know, Mm -hmm. from their experience of, um, childhood and, the racism, my dad, because my dad moved to um, Oceanside, California, really young, so it experienced like intense racism. And then my mom in Chicago, so Damn, Chicago, Southside Chicago, too. dude, yeah. People in Chicago hate Mexicans. Yeah. So my my grandma, her mom, would actually um, pretend to be Greek in order to mm-hmm. like maybe whether it was like get better housing or better opportunity so they would all present because we have um especially on my mom's side very greek features <laughs> so they could yeah, pass, see that i could say they that. could pass yes. off as that for historical context like what year are we talking Ooh, like my mom was, was born like... in 64 okay. okay and her brother and they were all born in illinois except for my mom my mom was born in chihuahua so my uncle, they were in Chicago since he was born, like 58, 1958. So they lived the 50s, 60s, and 70s in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's wow. Lots of racism. That's rough. As someone that has spent a lot of time in Illinois and Michigan, that's <laughs> rough. It feels like this not is for me. Not Don't for me. sign me up I for know, that. That's I like, didn't know that. Yeah, I had an ex-boyfriend. <laughs> All my fucking boyfriends. Uh, I had an ex-boyfriend. Was he white? First yes. of all, he was Caucasian. He was white. Yeah. Uh, he, or I mean, he is white. Um, <laughs> he lives in LA now, but uh, he, his uh, family on his dad's side lived in, or is from Michigan. Mm-hmm. And then I have cousins in Chicago. So we would visit oh, every, nice. every summer. Yeah. Oh. And I would go with them to their, their lake house. Wow. That sounds really fun. I know. But that's your exposure to like that part of the country and their, your observation of their reaction to yeah. people. I color. mean, I think even he was shocked at how the first time he took me, I remember we were like, this is crazy. I, I was only like 18, 19. So mm-hmm. I remember being in a shake shack or shake shack or yeah 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 shake shack or steak and shake i was in a steak and shake in um wisconsin and because we would drive there and uh people watched us eat the whole restaurant was white and they watched us eat and i mean that was in 2008 2009 maybe 2010 definitely like very recent yeah yeah very modern times and um i know uh my ex-husband was always shocked at the things that would happen to us as a mixed couple, like people would assume that he wasn't with me or you were um, the nanny or something yeah, yeah. or that mm-hmm. I was the nanny or my bags would get searched at TSA and his wouldn't. And mm-hmm. then he would have to go up and like vouch for me. I remember one woman in particular, we were flying to Texas 
and my son had Coco on on his iPad. And at that time, he was too young to have headphones, but like we never had issues on an airplane. And a woman turned around and was like, I'm not going to listen to that the entire flight. And I was like, well, then you can move because it's going to be on. <laughs> like, Girl, it is not. <laughs> like, I do not give a fuck. Um, and yeah, sorry for you. Go get, an, get on another flight. I don't know what to tell you. And um, and I remember she kept back talking me and my ex-husband was sitting right next to me and he was like, is there a problem? And she was like, well, his iPad is da da da. And he was like, yeah, that's my son. And the iPad is going to stay on. And she backed off. I think she thought he was just like a random passenger not not associated with yes because my son is very brown and even my son and the cutest by the way i love him my little twinsie um but i mean even my son will say oh um you know so and so in my classroom is brown like me mommy no yeah yeah i mean like it's very evident from a young age yeah. yeah yeah But I think, uh, I think for me, yeah, I was definitely encouraged that I assimilate and become white. And I really didn't have a choice because I didn't, no one taught me Spanish. Yeah. So even now, like my mom will speak Did to me in Spanish. Did she play like Mexican music though? Of or like course. watch novelas? Yes. Oh, okay. So my mom's from Chihuahua mm-hmm. and then, um, my grandma's from, I think she's from Chihuahua as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I grew up watching soap operas and Sabado Gigante and like, yeah, so you know the, what I mean? You like, can relate to like the content that's out there. Absolutely. That, okay, yeah. Cool. I totally can How relate fun. to all the like Latina jokes and Mexican jokes. Yes. And I very much identify it, but it always felt like I had two different, like I was split in half yeah, and worlds. I had two different yeah. lives and two yeah. different worlds because, worlds. yeah, because my grandma lived in a trailer park and that's, you know, where I grew up and part of my life I was homeless and. Um, and then I also had these very affluent friends, very affluent lifestyle and married like where a very, do I fit in? married yes. and dated very affluent men. So, uh, yeah, it was very, it's confusing. I mean, even now I'm like, <laughs> absolutely. What the fuck? I do actually still think like <laughs> kind of the big question is where do I fit in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds like both of y'all experienced that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll kind of touch on some of. I yeah, guess segue into experience. your experience. Mine is definitely different. So my Mexican side is from my dad's side of the family, um, as Camille alluded to. And then if you guys are able to see us, whoever's watching, you can <laughs> see a visual of us. Um, I do look like my family. Mm-hmm. So it is interesting. Like I, I understand that I present as a Caucasian person. I mm-hmm. understand that I am half that mm-hmm. and that I... You're passing. Yeah, like I don't mm-hmm. walk the street... And someone, you know, like identifies me as like a person of color. I like sure. that's a Herrera for sure. Exactly. <laughs> like I, and I understand that that's a completely different experience too to yes. walk through life th- in that way. Yeah. Um, but it's so I think because of that too, it's like I've struggled to know like, do I count? Where do I count? Do I yeah. count? And like a census almost. Yes, yeah. exactly. A census, but like on a deeply yes. personal yeah. note. Yeah. Um, and I still kind of struggle with what that means to me. And like, if I need to that to be justified by anyone else except for myself, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. But interestingly, so I grew up in Texas, like I mentioned in the last episode, and there's a huge Hispanic population in Texas, of huge. course. However, xenophobia is alive and well now (laughs) it was in the 90s it was in the early 2000s and so I think what was weird about growing up 
um, in my experience was because there was the assumption that like I don't have any kind of cultural tie or specificity to anything except for Caucasian, other kids or even adults would make xenophobic comments about quote Mexicans. Yeah. And by the way, in Texas, and I mean probably elsewhere too, we are the, everyone's a Mexican. Yes. They could be from El Salvador. They're a Mexican. Yeah, yeah. And it's not meant in anything except for a derogatory way. Of course. And so I just remember being young and hearing like that type of comment. Um, and while I, I definitely want to acknowledge, I have never been the target of that. So I definitely don't want to paint a picture. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a victim in any way. Yeah. I just, it was interesting because I think people would say things to me, assuming I would agree with them. And it was so uncomfortable for me to hear because one, I mean, I'm such a peacemaker, so I would never push back. And two, like you're a kid, again, like you're just kind of trying to model yourself off of your peers and like, how do I fit in? And, um, so hearing those things is, was hurtful because I would think like, oh, they're talking about someone that like is in my family. Like what's wrong with, what's wrong with my family? I just left my abuelo who I was, you know having these com- like Spanish yeah, that is so confusing it's it was a weird thing to navigate and like shamefully I I used to even like wish that my my maiden name which was Herrera like was something like white sounding yeah just to like simplify my life and I'm so ashamed of that now because mm-hmm. now like I feel like as an adult, I've really grown into, I mean, you grow into yourself in all ways, of but course. this is part of it for me, I think. And like, now I'm so proud of who I am. Like, I, I know. love, love this about myself. I feel like privileged to have had like a soul, like the cultural specificity that I experienced growing mm-hmm. up, like with my grandparents, with the food and the language and like that. <laughs> you like the one that's like Hispanic? Yes. Yes. I'm like, so <laughs> yes. proud. I mean, you check, know, like, check. I, I am though. Like, yes. Of so course. now yeah. it's something I like celebrate and something too that like even though I you know I'm only half so it was like half of my household influencing that mm-hmm. you know because my mom didn't you know she doesn't speak Spanish so I was missing like that I guess like tie? well-rounded like cultural tie but I've thought a lot about too like it's so important to me I want to continue that on with like my kids mm-hmm. you know like some of the traditions that we had with like my grandparents, I don't want them to be buried with them. Yes. I want them to keep going. How are you going to um, prioritize that? Yeah, so I mean, I feel like <laughs> I'm they're- like, give me ideas. I know, yeah. right? So Tamal- like tamale making? <laughs> yes, tamales at Christmas. Yes. Aww, so that always. was always a big thing for my family. We would make like what, over 50 dozen and What share. kind? Uh, we would always do, it would, it would be like pork, I think, pork. mostly. Red chili? Or green. Um, we're Texan, so, so you we did... wouldn't do that. We would do like salsa. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And my and my abuelo would make it from scratch, and they, it was spicy as hell. Yes. <laughs> but so good. So that was a tradition, and um, I I also think like the language component was missing for me in my household mm-hmm. too. Like again, because like you know my parents didn't like banter back and forth right. in Spanish, and mm-hmm. my dad really wasn't even fluent he and his siblings were actually really discouraged from hearing Spanish at home because at the time they grew up in San Antonio and it was just, 
I don't think this would fly now, but the teachers told, you know, my grandparents, like, it's too confusing for them, like, only speak English. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so my one of my aunts is ESL, but my dad, who was, like, almost Irish twins with her, was not. Um, but I do remember hearing, like, there are certain words that I hear in Spanish first. And so I'm like, you know what? If I can offer that to Emmett and Dos and um what a gift that's what i'll do yeah Yeah. like if that's the specificity i can model for them and offer then i'll do that yeah there you go i think that's beautiful Mm -hmm. yeah my mom now will speak to my son in spanish and he'll he'll reply in english just like me (laughs) oh a lot of my cousins are the same way but we love a spanglish moment too yeah Yeah, it's my abuela talking i love it it's so like endearing yeah it really is and it's so sweet to hear him answer her questions yeah. like i like want like want to cry it. he processed a whole other language exactly. you know? how cool like the sweetest yeah it is yeah. it is surreal yeah i do i do feel regretful that i don't have more to pass on to him or like we you know we went to mexico pretty regularly when i was yeah. a kid um but it's never too late it's never too yeah. late and it i have to remind myself it can look different and it can look different like you i remember design it how you want <laughs> yeah i remember staying at hotels and having like cockroaches like crawl on me and what is and yeah. i'm like yeah i'm just like that's not where I'm where I'm at right yeah. now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we've grown. Wattis so maybe can like be rowdy for yes, sure. What is so but rowdy? I have like the most nostalgia when I same certain smells <laughs> as weird as that sounds like. Yeah. No, I understand. Back to like the mercado mm-hmm. or the supermarkets back there. Yes. Like, man. Like the smell of like fresh pan dulce, mm-hmm. like Helen's. Have you been into Helen's no, bakery? Never. That that smell to me is so. Is it here? That's nostalgic. Nostalgia. It's here and it's on San Mateo. And it's been shut down like a billion. Times. Oh no! What <laughs> it that is? Must but, mean it's good, but it's <laughs> so fucking good. Yeah. Like yeah, but authentic. That smell reminds me. Yes, and that smell reminds me of um, Wattis. Yeah. yeah, well for me, for home. sure. And it's so hot in there, and like it <laughs> is like yeah, transported it's all the senses. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> mercado vibes for yes. sure. Yeah, you know the fucking vibes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think it's, really until adulthood did I meet people that had that were people of color and had similar interests to me, like. <gasps> Like Alicia and I really bond over shows and music and, you know, Marissa and I do La raza. Yes. But even like, um, you know, we've talked about like how you've gone to Warped Tour so many times. Like you've seen <laughs> No Doubt. Like yes. we're into like, you like know. Like how this little Mexican girl ended up at these. <laughs> yeah. Time. But really, like Emotions. that's how I felt. Like I was like, I don't I do not belong here. Yeah. Like yeah, 100%. I had a chip on my shoulders about that. But again, like. Was it you that said it earlier, Carol? Like, it can look different. It does. That's yeah. okay. But I think when you're a kid, you don't embrace it. Embrace that. Or know how to process or know it. How, or even know that that's, like, what you're feeling. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh, it took me a while to, to re- like, understand that, like, that's what I experienced as a kid. And I was like, oh, that's why that bothered me. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't even know. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, we'd love to know about like what our um, three listeners, <laughs> maybe like five to six. Now. Yeah, maybe. What do you guys all? Where Where are you guys all with your identity as mm-hmm. far as culture? Um, yeah. Do you relate? Yeah. In any In any way. In any capacity. Yeah. We would love to, yeah, would love to love hear to, that. Yeah. Yeah. And what, kind of what your take on it. Yes. Is now and maybe how you've processed it or. Maybe hope to model for your kids. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. 
I think definitely. Like, I would like to model having your own authentic identity that's not yes. attached to your race. Yeah. 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 That's like something I very much struggled with. Obviously. Maybe also having pride in what it is too. Yeah. Well, just like being yourself. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just bro. Be, yeah. I think, I mean, just hey, like, isn't I'm the Mexican goal? and like I go to metal shows. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it's just, it is. Don't like, put me in a box, fam. Yeah. <laughs> no. Dude, I remember everyone used to make fun of me in high school for wearing vans, like checkered vans at Albuquerque High. But then my friends that went to like Siebel and Rio Rancho, like they're, it was all like. All about it. All about it. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. It's like such an interesting. And I went to private school, so it was even worse. I think there's where I really was like, oh, okay, I'm Mexican, Mexican. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, well, come Like it was glaring. Yeah. These people are white. You yeah. Know? I see. So. I never even saw myself as like, I remember people making fun of me um, and like my skin color and stuff, but I don't ever remember acknowledging in my head that I was brown. Yeah. Like I still was in denial. So yeah, interesting. And it, it wasn't for me like, cause I am Mexican passing by any means. It was just like the level of privilege mm-hmm. of like where these kids came from. Like they were wearing Harvard sweatshirts in like my freshman year. And I was like, why? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Bizarre. <laughs> I would never like, I don't understand. I cannot relate, you know, mm-hmm. you can't process. So, you know, yeah. driving their BMW and, and don't get me wrong. There was obviously like my parents worked hard and, gave us the light like they put three oh. kids through private school so 100 i know i was privileged but you know that level of privilege i i think i'm I so seeing. glad you're saying that because yes on the outside i think like if you went to high school to me and are with me and you're hearing me speak you're gonna you're gonna be like Camille was so privileged. You were like, fine. You yeah. were fine. And, and I did present, you know, everyone used to call me rich girl, white girl, because I did present very wealthy. A certain aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> I really felt like I yeah. need, I felt like I needed to overachieve so people liked me. Almost like overcompensate. Yeah. Oh. Overcompensate. There we go. That's Especially the word. if someone's making a comment about your physical appearance. The physical. That's yes. probably where it's maybe, perhaps, in my opinion, might be where it's. Yeah, we don't have to psychoanalyze you. <laughs> yeah. Because like for me, I never succumbed to that pressure. I just was aware of it. Like oh, the difference. Yeah. You know? Yes. Like the the houses they lived in, the the service help that they had, Dude. the cars that they drove, how like their trajectory of like post high school was already like set up for them you know like didn't have to worry about how they were going to pay for college yeah yeah which honestly like i did you know luckily we live in a state where in in state tuition exists we that wasn't something like a a worry for me but like in thinking out of state you know that was a whole other conversation no one was not in 100 i remember (laughs) going to one of my friend's house for her friend's houses for her birthday party and she had a baby grand piano and a huge backyard with like a playground and I was like what the fuck like this is crazy where am I right now literally yeah like we live in a fucking duplex yeah (laughs) which is still like again wonderful beautiful grateful yes my mom worked beginning yes my mom worked so hard what a blessing to see her work that hard my parents instilled such amazing work ethic the ethic yes like i i will never see that life again like ever makes you work that much harder 
I mean, really, and like not even as hard as my mom did. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like, oh, yeah, I think about God it all bless the time. her. She still works so hard. I'm my like, my mom had Ew. three jobs. Oh, I've talked about it with you. Yes. Guys. Three yeah. jobs. Um, three kids. Three kids. All and y'all were like 17 almost, months apart. Yes. They were twins. So yeah. she had three in diapers. And then my dad was trying to start a business. So no, not crazy, emotionally, physically available. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there was like a year or two where my dad was not involved at all and he didn't pay child support or anything. Not to put my dad on, but love you, dad so much. I know you listen to this podcast. Love you, Bill. (laughs) I'm not trying to put him on blast or anything, but you know, like my mom just, he, she, she was on her own a lot and she worked like two jobs, was getting her bachelor degree, raising me. Like, Mm -hmm. how did she even have like... (laughs) energy yeah. like <laughs> i'm tired all when did she the sleep t- literally like it blows I'm like how are you alive right now mom <laughs> she is still working Dude, and that, watching the lawn. <laughs> that bitch is crazy i'm like <laughs> we love hearing have, about blanca i love blanca <laughs> i'm like how do you have energy jeanette and i say that my sister say that all the time like this bitch has more energy than we do and like such an amazing example for you guys though. yeah so admirable honestly really so yeah tell us what your experience was like and if you had anything similar um hit us with it yeah Yeah. we would love to hear it yeah also could we not listen to alicia speak spanish forever it is so so stunning this esl queen (laughs) yeah so yeah i didn't even touch on that part do you think do you think in spanish or english yeah there are definitely moments especially when i notice like moments that i'm frustrated or (laughs) like it's passion yes (laughs) it comes from a place of passion yeah and like i'm processing everything in spanish but yeah and and i've talked about it here um I wouldn't say necessarily that I, because I don't want to say insecure because it carries such a negative connotation, sort mm-hmm. of, right? Mm-hmm. But there have there are moments where I do feel like my struggle with communicating can be related to. I can see that. Yeah, like just moments the, of doubt, maybe. Yes. Versus just yeah. a full insecurity. Yeah, I mean, I was in like those developmental like ESL classes are where they would pull me out and up until sixth grade. Yeah. So was that embarrassing for you? Not embarrassing. And I think because I lived in an area of, so from Santa Fe, that was heavily, the demographic was Paisano. Okay. So yeah. that was like, that was just it. One of many. Yes. So then in sixth grade, when I was, you know, like graduated from it, um, I was just, I did find relief that it was done before I went to like that private high school where do the you, demographic was like rich white people. Do you want to explain what that demographic means to you? Like the ba- paisano? What like, does it mean to me? You're like, what can you explain oh. it for our listeners so they can understand? If, like what a paisano even means yes, maybe? A yes. paisano is basically someone who's born in Mexico, but lives in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like it, it, it is also loosely translated to even like Italian, Pisano or something like that. Oh, okay. So it's like not just relative to the cult, like the Mexican culture, mm-hmm. um, but that's what Pisano is. And what what is it? It's like um, 
it's like tortas and it's like carnicerias mm-hmm. and it's like the like Luis Miguel the music Aww. you know it's fabuloso like I think that's fabuloso, fabuloso. <laughs> no, we know. talk about that smell often I yes. fucking hate it and I, I we live like it. for it Alicia and yeah. I are fans yeah. the absolute disdain I have for yeah. fabuloso I have señoras that come and help me at the house you know bi-weekly or whatever and they when what they use fabuloso and I'm just like thank you so much <laughs> that's so funny it's wonderful when I used to have my uh my cleaning crew come over I was like please for the love of God use anything do else not. do not use <laughs> is it about it I, I mean I wait think you're neutral no I like it you like it okay. yes I think I don't know what it is it just smells you like can't stomach it like it just smells like so ghetto to me. I don't know. That's what I was gonna say. I think your okay, connotation okay. with it is that. Yeah, my like mom feels the reason, same way. Yeah, yeah. Like when restaurants I literally it. shower in it. Like that. <laughs> what? I love it. Like the fact that my shower will smell like that for the like the two no, days after dude. they're there. I'm like gross. Yes. Oh, that's, that's so funny. Because so you're gross. especially sensitive to smell too. I know. So actually, I'm so sensitive to smell. Like yeah. I'm especially never, now. Yeah. Yeah. Like no. Who this? Like I need Lysol. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, I hate the smell of Lysol. Yeah. Well, but I did laugh so hard at your video. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that. I shared a story yesterday on Instagram because my kids are back at school and Abe's sick and Addie was sick last weekend. As and expected. So yeah. I'm just like dousing everything in Lysol. <laughs> just, just bathe them, dip. Yeah, pretty much. Dip. Dip. <laughs> like a flea dip. It's just a petri dish. It is school. so it really is. It's so like, fucking it's so and gross. They, probably, they do clean, you know? Of course, but there's kids are gross. <laughs> yeah. What inevitable. Can you do? I'm doing But anyway, kids are so gross. Yeah. Okay, should we move on to a no, recap? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel good about our no, chat we covered with. It, yeah. yeah, I definitely think we covered culture a lot of and identity yeah. pieces. Would still love to hear. Yes, and again, very much encourage anyone to reach out with their point of view, their perspective, their experience. We'd love to hear it. Yes. Um, last show we talked about Bachelor in Paradise starting. Yeah, so when is that? It September. Yeah, September. Okay. All right. Oh, but what do we we want to know? We want to know who, what you watch. Yeah. Yes. That what do we you watch What do you together. watch? Yes. Yes. We want to know what everyone else Maybe watches. Maybe we can recap it here. And I did buy a TV. Oh, <laughs> look at you. <laughs> She's a modern woman. <laughs> TikTok is still my favorite channel, but <laughs> I, I have I have a TV. It just doesn't get turned on. What do you? How do you feel about your TikTok consumption? Do you feel a type of way or not at all? Yeah, I feel like it's totally fucked up my brain. <laughs> okay, cool. she's like, yeah, I'm ruined forever. <laughs> Next question. Literally, they're doing still scrolling. Okay, but honest. we'll still scroll. <laughs> they're doing um, studies on how TikTok changes your brain. That's right. Be- you told us that. Yes, because you get the constant like dopamine yes. levels. Oh no. Rush. Which your girl Crush. crushing. <laughs> your girl already loves dopamine. You know what I, I mean? mean? Who doesn't? Toxic relationships, <laughs> TikTok, <laughs> arguing. All, all the healthy it. things. Yes. <laughs> Social media. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like a whole nother uh, layer of my dopamine addiction. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, they're saying that the constant scrolling kind of causes ADHD or ADD. Could it be a cause? Well, that's what I was telling you because Alicia and I think we have ADHD. It's not been confirmed or diagnosed. <laughs> so maybe we're careful about loose. that for those this who are diagnosed. This yeah. is a loose. That's why That's why I prefaced it with that. It's, yes, a, yes. Loo- it's a loose thought. Um, but it's a we, theory. It's a theory. But we've thought that just because we have such a hard time staying on topic or... Um, 
consuming information. Like I, for me, I have to reread pages on books like three or four oh, times. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Like my thing was diagnosed. I don't know. Oh, yeah. yours yeah, was I diagnosed? Was medicated and everything. Oh my God. Like, no, I this just, is a very real thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my insurance didn't cover the medication. No. Like eventually it did for a while. And then, so then I just stopped. So yeah, I am an unmedicated diagnosed suffer of ADHD. Damn. So I think I have it. Um, and I, I, I have yet to get diagnosed, but the reason I, in my head feel so strongly that I have it is because I went on Fentermine. This is like very personal, but I went on <laughs> Fentermine to lose weight, weight which, loss pill. yeah, which I do not, this is not Condone a recommendation. Or recommend no, this is not, no, the worst. We are not doctors. I didn't, I didn't, mind. I know that's All a surprise. The disclaimers. That's a surprise to everyone. Shocking. I am not making a recommendation. And if you ask what I think, I'm probably not going to reply to you on Instagram. Um, but I didn't I didn't have a bad experience or anything. But you said that you felt better. I felt better. And so that's what I was going to say is mm. this is why I think I'm ADHD. Because when you go on uh, stimulants and you have ADHD or ADD, it calms you down. Mm-hmm. And so when I was on Fentermine, I was better able to focus I got more work done. My routine got better. I slept better at night. Again, not recommend. Though. Again, don't recommend. But that sounds great. But I don't but. think that's everyone's experience. Like I remember, oh, yeah, you're right. I remember reading boards and people being like, "This is fucking awful." I felt like I was on meth. Da, da, da. And mm-hmm. I'm like, "Damn, this is the best I felt yeah. <laughs> ever in my life." Thriving. So then, yes. stimulant would be so like coffee and caffeine, mm-hmm. uh, like Ritalin, caffeine. Well, some people, some people, <laughs> meth. For, <laughs> Speed. When in Albuquerque. <laughs> Cocaine. <Yes>. Cocaina. <laughs> Camille are born and raised Albuquerque. <laughs> meth. I say coffee. She says meth. Potato, okay. potato. Yeah. It's all the same. Okay. Matcha. <laughs> all right. Matcha or meth. <laughs> same, same. And on that note, <laughs> that note. So what's, like we your, said, what's your favorite stimulant? <laughs> <laughs> like we said, um, if oh. anyone has speaking of ADHD, Ooh. what our question wow. was? <laughs> what was our question? What? Our oh, question what was which shows oh, do you guys yes. watch? So to sum up, yes. What shows do you guys watch? Let us know. Which, right turn. Which shows? That was a very direct way of asking. Wow. What shows? Shows you guys like? Okay, so sending this episode to my therapist <laughs> as evidence. <laughs> We're yeah, going to wrap, wrap up with our last segment, uh, which we call, I don't know who needs to hear this, but in today's quote is the magic happens after you accept that you can't regulate other people's emotions or experiences. That's when you start living your most authentic life. Some people will get you, but what matters is that you get you be kind, help others, and don't forget to live your life. Another young Pueblo. I Are you love stick him. To him? Damn. I might. I'm loyal. Mm, anyway, amen damn. to that. Yeah, absolutely. That's a mic drop for sure. It's a good one. For sure. All right, guys. You know the fucking vibes. <laughs> That's it. Love you. We'll love see you. Mean you. it. Next Bye. time. Bye. Bye. Ta-ta. Bye.